Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. It is your host, Sarah Heron, and I am flying solo this week after some scheduling issues, but I'm actually excited because I have a lot to say about the Fantasy Suites episode of The Bachelor that aired last night. I think Zach is getting a lot of heat and I want to explore it all. But one thing I will say is I'm entertained. And it's a tricky thing about this show, as I feel like I say often, when it's a love story, we want drama. And when it's a drama, we want a love story. And I think when we get to the fantasy suite parts and hometowns and in the end, we get a little bit of both just naturally because he has to pick someone He doesn't have to sleep with anyone, which we'll get to, but he chose to. So that's like actual natural drama and real feelings involved. And I know it's tricky because you don't want anyone to be like heartbroken or embarrassed on television, but it's also the nature of the show. And the drama is just real at this point because the feelings are real, or at least they feel real in the moment. The, The women are at a point, Zach is at a point where they are very much invested in what is happening in front of them and thinking they're gonna get married to one of these people. So This is when like hometowns, when the family gets involved, fantasy suites, when like the feelings get real and they have time away from the camera is when I think the show is at its best. And say what you want about whether you've been entertained by Zach or whether you like Zach. But I think that this has been a positive episode, at least from a viewership perspective, maybe not from a Zach getting, you know, any respect perspective. Before we get into the episode, I do want to mention that I did total mistake, total like brain malfunction, left out Michelle, Queen Michelle Young when I was listing um, bachelorettes of color. And I was talking about Rachel Lindsay and Tasha, And then obviously there was Michelle. Um, and now we're getting Charity as the fourth black bachelorette. So a few of you reached out. I am very sorry. I love Michelle. It was just something I was rattling off off the top of my head. It wasn't pointed um, or on purpose, but love Michelle and excited. I feel like a lot of people had positive reaction to the charity announcement at the Women Tell All last week. I didn't cover the Women Tell All specifically because didn't really do much for me, honestly. Um, I think my in, my interview with Chris uh, Christian Whitney about Christina Mandrell a few weeks ago 
was interesting. She kind of pointed out that after the tell-all, Christina didn't feel like she was treated that well, but they didn't show that much on the show and also kind of hinted, if you read between the lines there or listened, listened to what she was kind of hinting at, that maybe Christina was in talks to be Bachelorette at one point. And she was surprised when I said that it was potentially going to be charity. But overall, I thought the women tell-all, it's just kind of like there were so many bloopers and unaired scenes that just didn't didn't really leave an impression on me. But this week... We're starting out with a lot of recap, a lot of flashbacks. And you know, if you listened to um, my recap with Sam Bush, Bravo Strain last week, I nothing worse than recap of things we just saw. But they're putting all this emphasis on Ariel and how eager he is to have time alone with her and the chemistry. So I think we all going into this episode thought that Zach was going to sleep with Ariel if he slept with anyone. I didn't know if it was ABC giving us, you know, if we were falling for the promo but Zach did tell us weekly at the Women to All that his whole rule like bit him in the ass. So he was kind of teasing what happens. I don't know if the women were just going to be upset with him or if he was going to sleep with someone. Obviously, we know now what happened. But from start to like the first 25 minutes of this episode, I was like, oh, it's obviously Ariel. And sometimes I do have to give the show credit for still falling for their editing tricks or their promos or their music choices, um, which we'll get into. But obviously... He's talking about how excited he is, but then he sits down with Jesse Palmer and he tells Jesse Palmer that he has no intentions of having sex in the fantasy suite. And one of my favorite things was how Jesse Palmer didn't even try to pretend like he thought this was a good idea or that he believed for one second that Zach was going to be able to pull this off. I thought that was very funny. Um, and he's saying, you know, he says, I'm like, this is just us talking. Like, okay, Jesse Palmer, um, do you really think you're gonna be able to pull this off? He also, Jesse Palmer made a little dig at Rachel. Um, you know, it was this time with Rachel that everything turned upside down. You got your heart ripped out of your chest. Are you scared that's going to happen again? And Zach took the bait. You know, he said last time when you're alone with someone, you do find out for better or worse. Unfortunately, I learned for worse last time, but I don't feel like with these women, um, that's going to happen. It's always in the back of your head. I didn't expect it from Rachel, but you got to trust your gut and you got to trust your heart. He, I know I feel like Rachel has since kind of said that her and Zach have squashed things, but it's just they really brought it up so many times throughout the season and still never really told us what the hell even happened between Zach and Rachel. He mentions that Sean Lowe gave him this advice, maybe not to have sex with anyone in the fantasy suite, which makes sense. Um, if you watch Sean Lowe's season a decade ago, he had been celibate for I think six or seven years or something after college. And he was kind of labeled the virgin bachelor, the first one before Colton, but he wasn't even a virgin. It was just like he was kind of a born again virgin and was then focused on his faith and didn't want to sleep with anyone until he got married again, um, got married for the first time, but have sex again. And, you know, they've really been setting up Zach to be Sean Lowe from the beginning. This whole return to form of we're getting a love story, Zach's cutting out the drama, having Sean Lowe pop up four times, um, now be mentioned in the fantasy suite episode as the guy who's giving him this advice. But this doesn't work for a lot of reasons. One, Zach is not Sean Lowe. Zach and Sean Lowe don't have the same outlook on sex as much as Zach tried to pretend he did because he lasted less than 48 hours with this as his new um, his new morality, his new morality clause, his new like look on life. I think Zach thinks it's a great idea when he says it's, you know, sleeping with someone else is not how I would imagine wanting to start an engagement. That makes total sense. But he doesn't believe a word he's saying. And that's the problem. You have to strict like stand with your convictions. Matt James was the same one. They didn't air this, but he didn't have sex on the show because he knew it would backfire. And that's a smart decision, but nothing worse. There's only thing worse, like say what you want about Clayton. 
but he never thought he was like gonna do something quote unquote better than another bachelor did he was so in over his head i'm not saying he made the right decision but there's a difference between the bachelors having the foresight to maybe ask their finalists how would you feel if this happened and get a feel from it obviously none of them are going to be like oh i want you to sleep with all of us but from the reactions of all three of these girls I think Zach would have been in a much better situation if he was like very upfront and was like, how do you feel about quote unquote sex week? And the way they reacted to the no sex, it made me think all three of them would have been like, it's what we signed up for. I mean, that's kind of what Katie says. We'll get to it. But I think obviously that was where Clayton went wrong. He needed to especially ask Susie, but probably ask all three of them in some sense. Also, as well as Adams pointed out on Instagram, the point of the fantasy suites is to get the time alone. So obviously you have to talk about things in front of the camera. You're making a show. Producers are going to push you, but they can't force you to say whether or not you're going to have sex. I mean, gone are the days where on the show we used to just get the zoomed in bikinis on the ground or the bra and the breakfast in bed. We still got that, but we also are getting very like explicit and, you know, like out there explanations of what happened. And I think that it definitely helped the bachelors be more likable and the bachelorettes whoever the lead be more likable and get less backlash because we didn't know it was all implied i mean granted it's kind of gross overall to just be speculating about all these people's sex lives but they're also on a reality show that's had a thing called the fantasy suite since 2002 and there's part of me that's like oh it's kind of great that they're talking more candidly about it like it shouldn't be so taboo it is part of a relationship but then every time it happens, someone gets shamed, someone regrets, you know, whatever. And I, I just, it's never handled well. So I think it's just less complicated when it was implied and not said out loud. Granted, it's messier when it's said out loud and it's fascinating to watch these people squirm, but it's also kind of dark. But I mean, from the beginning of this episode, we're talking about like animalistic tendencies and Zach is back in the outdoor shower and we've got monkeys, you know, eating bananas and the music is absurd feels like we were watching you know like scenes from a bad porno for half the time so clearly they knew that they had some good stuff from zach and they leaned into it very strongly with this sex week stuff but i just truly believe that he wanted this to be what he wanted and he knew sean lowe was probably right he watched clayton last year be up there with one of the you know messier fantasy suite things but he didn't genuinely believe it. So it was a bad idea. And said he set himself up for disaster here. Obviously, Ariel went first. And again, I just thought it was going to be her. I mean, we're trying local Thailand food and then we're like making out while we're eating the food. It was just, it was a lot. Um, and he says these lines like, when I'm with Ariel, I'm like, turn on the AC. He clearly like was very attracted to her. Um, and when she, when he, he also like, Zach is clearly one of those bachelors and it's not like a fault. I think all leads kind of play into this, especially the guys. They want to hear that you're in love with them and they're really bad at hiding the face. Like Zach does that face that he does and he just like wants to hear it and he's excited to hear it. Like when she says, I wasn't going to tell you or my mom that I was in love with you, but like I am. And you're just like, they're just so happy to hear it. And I get it. It's flattering, but I feel like the bachelors just make it their lives so much harder by kind of giving them the validation <laughs> through their face. Um, so he did that. And then he tells her that he doesn't want to have sex in the fantasy suite. And she's clearly surprised. She, you know, makes some comments like, I don't want to plan anything in advance. We've got the music changing. It's almost like she sees this as a challenge, but it's also an interesting point. His conversation with all the women, the power dynamics on this show are always bizarre because whether it's the bachelor, bachelorette, whoever the lead is, they have more power. Obviously, they're giving out the roses. They're not really deciding the dates, but they're, you know, in charge 
versus the contestants who just get dwindled down and don't have that much of a say. They have a say of what they want to do, obviously, but they, they have to be realistic about the situation and how many other girls are left, whereas the lead is in control. I mean, especially on The Bachelor, because they're the one who proposes. It's not even like The Bachelorette where they have to accept or like hope that the guy proposes. The Bachelor, it's really the, the ball is in his court. And the power dynamic is interesting with this because I feel like he just taking sex off the table was not, I guess, unfair in some sense to the women because I think it was Gabby who even says, like, I wasn't planning on getting engaged to someone I've never slept with, but I guess we'll figure that out. And I think it just should have been a conversation. Like, even if he led the Ariel with, what do you think about this? And she said, I'm okay with it. I guess at his core, he was trying to just act like he didn't want to be a bachelor who slept with someone else and got engaged to someone, slept with someone and got engaged to someone else. But clearly that's, I mean, I don't know if that's what happens. Maybe he does end up with Gabby, but that doesn't what my gut tells me. So that was just a bad planning on his part. Um, but I do think the power dynamic is interesting. The music changes, like I said, they wake up and she he makes a comment. They talk to each other about how they look well rested, but we see their like bathing suits everywhere. I mean, when they were in the pool and he was like, I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be difficult. It was just like, I really thought it was going to be here. I really fell for it. I can't lie. But instead he wakes up the next morning and he's like, my relationship with her is so much stronger and I have so much more clarity. This night was very important to us. I came into this week not wanting to involve sex and with Ariel, it was more difficult than I could have imagined, but we both agreed on it and it was very important to have conversations and not have sex involved. I think it was the right decision. So interesting too, because who knows when he gave that like voiceover, but it kind of was implying like that was the right decision. He got this clarity. So was the clarity that it wasn't her? Because obviously we know she's the one who sent home or did he really think maybe, okay, that's Ariel that was good because we did have such a strong physical connection that now maybe the emotions are catching up. But then after he slept with Gabby, he felt like he had to keep her around. I don't know. Let's get into Gabby. I feel like there's just a lot that was probably going through Zach's brain that we're not really being let in on because he says all the cliches in his like confessionals, but doesn't necessarily give us real answers. So I'm excited. I'm supposed to interview him next week after the finale and I have endless questions for him. But now we're with Gabby. We're on a fake private ship, pri- pirate ship. And she, right off the bat, is very emotional um, about like being chosen second for the overnight date. I feel like it's interesting that she even like knows the order. I know she knows she's been waiting around. And I guess they showed her seeing Ariel and Zach walk around. I kind of thought that could have been editing because she was like writing in a journal and then she looks outside and sees them. But I guess they did that on purpose, maybe to play into her insecurities about this whole being second thing. I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying like nothing could have been more awkward than the Maddie, Hannah, and Victoria F having to live together during Fantasy Suite, which was insane on Peter's season. But that played into this a little bit, like making sure Gabby saw Ariel and Zach so she would get insecure, which is like messed up, but kind of clearly what happened in my opinion, because this meltdown, this emotional moment happened so quickly into the date. She talks about feeling second in previous relationships. Now she feels second again because Zach picked her second. She doesn't feel good enough. She deals with past infidelity. And we do know Zach doesn't like to be questioned. He's a bad poker face when he feels like one of the women are questioning his decisions. Um, And at first it felt like, oh God, here we go again. When he's like, thank you for opening up to me. But to be honest, it's like not about the order. I don't know. This was what felt right to me. And I was like, oh God, this is not going to end well. But then when she walks away and she's crying to the producers, that was one like a very real moment. And I felt bad for Gabby when she says she feels disgusting. She feels ugly. She doesn't know if she can do this. I think all people feel insecure. And imagine being on this show and like comparing yourself to the other women. That must be very difficult with your psyche. Um, So I did feel bad for her there. And he did do a better job 
when he talked to her the second time and he was like, I get insecure too. Let's just figure it out. We got to go with the process. And he's, you know, saying you deserve to be number one. You should know your value. Like she, after she admitted, she looked the other way when she was cheated on. Um, and then she says, you know, she's falling in love with him and he thanks her and she does the cute little yay. And like, he's definitely happy to hear it. It's the same kind of face where I'm like, is he happy to hear it from Gabby or is he just happy to hear that now he's got, okay, because we already know Katie said I'm falling in love last week. So that means he's got three for three in love with me. Like, it's just something to always think about. Like, are they happy to hear it from Gabby or Ariel or Katie or are they just happy to hear it? As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When they go to the night portion and it's the same sort of reaction, I feel like from Gabby and Ariel of the, okay, what do you mean? Like no sex, I guess we'll like, it'll be okay. Like, I'm not going to try to seduce you, but you can change your mind. Like kind of implying, like, I feel like Zach might've had the first group of of, like first finalists ever who would have been like, it's okay to sleep with all three of us. And he was one of the only bachelors who opted not to. Um, Cause like I said, she mentioned sex is important to relationship. I didn't think I was going to get engaged to someone that I wouldn't have sex with, but I won't try to seduce you. But the music's kind of you know, playing again, like, oh, Zach, more temptation, more temptation. She makes a joke. I can't wait for him to see my skincare routine. So I didn't think I was like, okay, it's definitely Katie then because I've, I've been thinking Katie wins for the last couple of weeks. So I was like, wow, Zach's going to pull this off where he only sleeps with his finalist, the person he picks, or that he, he doesn't sleep with anyone and that the promos tricked us. Because if it wasn't Ariel, I was like, it's got to be Katie. I really did not think it was going to be Gabby. Um, we see them making out. The music is giving like a little Aladdin vibes, which I thought was appropriate because we're finding out that his family compared him to the little kid from the Jungle Book because he walked around in his underwear and that just made me uncomfortable. Um, he tells her like the, the, scratch, the scratch on her face is so cute. It's like they're definitely getting a little hot and heavy. But still, I was just like, okay, like they're trying to make us think that this is going to happen. And then he wakes up in the morning. He's saying all these things like the whole night was very special. It was passionate. My whole perspective and how the week changed. It was really special. Something happened. I'm holding a secret. And I was like, okay, he, wow, he slept with Gabby, but I still maybe thought it was going to be like, we crossed a line, but we didn't go all the way. Like, I don't know. I just really didn't think so. And then he called in freaking Jesse Palmer, who honestly performance of a lifetime by Jesse Palmer. I'm surprised he didn't just scream, I told you so, but he was, I thought, fascinating to watch throughout from when Zach said at the beginning of the episode that I'm going to be like Sean Lowe to then the reveal 48 hours later. I thought Jesse Palmer's face was perfect. Um, he calls him in, you know, for a little bro hug, but also to confess to someone. He talks about how he can see a life with Gabby. We both agreed we wanted to have sex together. It was consensual. That's good. I guess that's actually good to say because we did, you know, have them go into the night not planning to. So that's good. You know, make sure that's true. It was really special. It was important. It was what we both wanted and needed for the relationship. I feel terrible because obviously I've gone against my word and I have fears with how Katie would feel and how Ariel would feel. I have guilt about the whole week now. And he talks, he's crying. It's like, it was a beautiful moment that now feels robbed. And again, I just really think he set himself up for disaster for saying he wasn't going to sleep with anyone to begin with. Because clearly I, I just have a hard time believing that he just felt any sort of way about this conviction if he gave in 24 hours later but whatever he goes to see gabby before he goes to see katie which i thought was an interesting move and it begs the question did he tell gabby that he wasn't going to tell anyone if they had sex 
Did she just think that since he on camera said, I'm not going to have sex with anyone, that when whatever happened happened, she maybe thought it was implied? Well, since it's on film that you said you weren't going to have sex with anyone, I guess it's going to be a secret. And that's great because I don't want it to be on national television. Or did he specifically say this is between us? Did she ask him? And then he had so much guilt that he felt the felt another type of way about it. Did she think she was going to win? So she was just like, obviously, he said he wasn't going to have sex with anyone, but then he had sex with me when the cameras went away. So I got this in the bag. But her face when he went there and kind of talked to her about how he needed to tell Katie was really sad. And she said, I do feel like my trust was broken. I feel like it was between us and now it's between us and everyone else. I feel like she was trying to play it cool in person, but you can tell she's kind of spiraling. And then in the confessional, she said that more explicitly. Is this because he's like worried about the other women and wants to keep his door open? Did the show, did his door open like to, to be with Katie? Did the show pressure him to tell Gabby? Is he just worried about how it's all going to look? And I, all this is running through my mind. And then he does something so stupid which is tell Gabby that he's falling in love with her. He says, you're so effing special and I'm falling in love with you. And now if he doesn't pick Gabby, not only did he sleep with her, he said, I'm falling in love with you. And it begs the question, it's horrible, but like, did he do this because she felt like second best and he wanted to tell her she wasn't? Like, is that why he slept with her? Is that why he said, I'm in love with you? It's not, it's not a good look. And I think Gabby put it perfectly when she said he cleared his conscience at the expense of my heart. That's what she said going into the rose ceremony. And I thought that was a great line and probably how most girls would be feeling in this moment. Granted, everyone can say it's what she signed up for. It is. But the fact that he specifically said he wasn't going to do it and then did it and now is making it an even bigger storyline by having to go tell Katie, like, you could have just had sex with Gabby and not even told us. I want to know because that's what I guess the point of the show is to be transparent. But I think the days where we weren't quite so open about what happened, just everyone had a little bit better of a time that was actually part of the program that's all i'm saying then we have katie who's obviously has been you know in her voiceover of course is talking about how loyal and trusting he is which leads to them making out in the rain she's had like rain her whole um arc in thailand which is kind of funny in the beginning of the episode she's like looking out the window in the rain like she was in a music video and now they're making out in the rain and he explained his original plan and he said a lot has changed and a lot has evolved and you can tell she's kind of starting to panic and i wasn't sure if she wasn't really looking at him because she's upset or just because she's getting water in her eyes and there's bugs around them and justice for Katie having to go through this conversation in that swamp with their feet fully immersed in water. They had on sandals and they were in a puddle of water. I know it was raining. I feel like they could have brought them to a better location to have this serious talk because she couldn't even like, she was probably worried about her eyelashes coming off, let alone hear that the guy she wants to get engaged to slept with someone else after five minutes of saying he wasn't going to sleep with anyone. She says it sucks, obviously, to think about it. I figured that was the case, but you telling me it, confirming it. I get that you wanted to tell me because you wanted to respect me, but honestly, I could have went without hearing that. I'm not going to pretend I'm happy. It's weird. It's going to take me a minute. He keeps saying sorry, and then she, the whole world, or at least me, learned she was Canadian. By the way, she kept saying sorry over and over again. All of a sudden, we were in an episode of Degrassi, and she just kept saying sorry, and that she's crushed, and but he doesn't get why he's apologizing. She's like, he says, sorry, but why are you sorry? Why are you sorry you did it? What are you sorry for? You're sorry for the way that I'm feeling? Well, you know I would feel this way. You know I wouldn't be like, hey, give me a high five, pal. I'm really not okay right now. And I thought that, that all made sense, right? Because it's like, if you cared about Katie's feelings, then you could have kept it from her or told her. No, but that's not true. Because you, you have to confess at some point. 
and that is a thing that I have said because the bachelors, a lot of times the bachelors, they break up because they find out they slept with someone else on the show. So I do think you do have to tell them, but maybe not on camera. Maybe that's the point of the fantasy suites to have those conversations in private or maybe don't even like tell her that your whole plan was not to sleep with anyone. Like it would have made more sense if Zach went into this week and told them all privately he wasn't gonna sleep with anyone or just didn't say that and ask them like i've said i feel like five times ask them what their thought process was on it if we all just collaborated on fantasy suites they'd probably end better i think katie made a good point when she says that's his relationships with the other women keep it there and i think again zach had like the dream group who actually was going to be okay with compartmentalizing these relationships and he was one of the only bachelors who isn't doing that she definitely wanted him to keep it to himself he tried to assure her assure her that he could really see it with them at the end of this she's still upset she's like crying to the producer she feels really confused and distanced from him and they did try to fake us out to make it seem like she was leaving she was like still walking in her jean shorts and not in her dress but she did end up going to the night portion And he kind of turns it to be like, I can't keep secrets, the Catholic guilt comment. And then it was almost like, well, at least he was honest with me. And I saw a lot of people being like, maybe a good quality of Zach's is he clearly could never get away with cheating on you because he has to confess within a second. He talks about how he couldn't keep, he was like a tattletale on himself um, growing up, which kind of just made me think he's a loser. And she, you know, quotes Maroon 5, it's not always rainbows and butterflies and she's able to forgive him. But as we find out later, I don't know how much she really forgave him at the time. And he makes these comments. So he says, you make this worth it. You make me feel a real special way. He says special about 25 times in this episode. So these women watching it back must feel the opposite of special. And he says, I couldn't even put it into words, to be honest, which I thought was interesting because he was able to put it into words with Gabby just the day before when he said, you're so special and I'm falling in love with you. He didn't say it to Katie. So either they didn't show us where Zach said it to Katie. They cut it out maybe to make it. But why would they? Why would they ever not want us to know that? It's the the whole narrative of saying I love you twice or falling in love with you twice is like the most dramatic thing of this show. Almost maybe even more so than sleeping with several contestants or lying about your intentions to. So I feel like he didn't say it to Katie, but he just said it to Gabby, which really makes me think he said it to Gabby to justify the fact that he slept with her. But then now is prioritizing Katie's feelings by telling Katie what happened. I don't know. I just think it's ironic. He said I couldn't put it into words when he literally just put it into words with Gabby. So we cut to the rose ceremony and we don't even see the morning after with Katie, which I thought was interesting because again, like the way the show used to do it is that everyone would got their morning after and they would imply things half the time you would come out in the books or on podcasts or whatever later that they didn't sleep together, but the show just made it seem that way. But we didn't even see the morning after with Katie. We just see Ariel in bright pink, Gabby in bright green and Katie in bright purple walking up to this rose ceremony. And it's interesting the way Ariel handed, handled being sent home. She's very cool, calm, and collected. I think a lot of people liked her, and um, I liked her a lot too. But she doesn't, he implies in his speech that again, things change, things evolve. Those are the words he keeps using. But I wonder if Ariel knew what happened because she didn't like question him. She wasn't like, so did you end up sleeping with one of them? Is that what your cryptic speech meant? And I respect her for it because she's probably just like, all right. I'm not going to cry that many tears over Zach. It's fine. But if I were her, I would just want to know what that meant. And then there's this like tense moment, not really tense, but awkward moment between Katie and Gabby, who we know were close. You can, they were in like bloopers together and stuff. And she's there like mumbling to each other. Clearly, I think, because some people took like issue with the, what Katie said, like I knew it was you or something, but I think they cut to them mid conversation and they were just trying to like 
not have the mics pick up the conversation and talk behind the rows and mumble to each other which was never going to work but they tried um and she's like i know what happened and i feel really bad for gabby when she says she feels like she has an a scarlet letter on her chest and is again feeling like second best because she got the second rose and says it feels like he's just staring at katie during this and i think it goes both ways i mean it's it's obviously gabby has some insecurities and you sympathize with that but at the same time like zach can only do so much he can't say who wins here so he has to play into some things but i think he went too far if he doesn't pick gabby i think he went too far with how much he validated her not only by sleeping with her but with the comment about um about being in love with her and about making her want to making sure she didn't feel like second best we don't know what's going to happen i i still think he picks katie Katie's been my pick from the last couple weeks. I also thought he was going to sleep with Ariel, though. So what do I know? Um, and if he's with Katie, I think that they're going to deal with a lot of what a lot of the couples have dealt with, which is answering a lot of questions about the runner-up. It's very Ben Higgins ends up with Lauren Bushnell, answers questions about JoJo Fletcher for several weeks. Nick Vile and Caitlin, Caitlin ends up with Sean Booth, answers questions about Nick Vile. It's not great. Um, and I think it's an extra added layer of the fact that he planned not to sleep with any of them. We did talk to a couple of the girls at the Women Tell All, which I've mentioned before, these interviews that have run on usmagazine.com. And we asked them, this was when it was still the top three, because obviously the taping of Tell All, it was Ariel, um, Katie and Gabby all still in the running. And we know Ariel got sent home this week, but we asked them who they thought was the better fit for Zach of the three of them. And a lot of the girls gave very generic statements. They're all amazing. I can never pick. They're all great, whatever. Clearly this group of girls is pretty, pretty tight. But two of them... Brooklyn, the radio girl, uh, rodeo, radio, rodeo racer said from the get go, I feel like him and Katie had a really strong bond and a really good connection. I do see them having the best connection of all of them. However, that's just from the outside looking in. And then Kylie gave these quotes. And this is something I feel like I ask alums, like, when did you know it was going to be the person who won? And she said, Katie and I were in the same limo night one. And before she even spoke a single word to me, I looked at her and I said, that's his girl. I get chills thinking about it and watching their relationship progress and even their interactions. I would look at the way he looked at her and I was like, I'm doomed, which is similar to what Olivia Caridi has always said about like Lauren Bushnell. This is me talking, not Kylie, but just pointing that out. And then Kylie adds, so of course, I think Ariel and Gabby are great too. I think they would have an amazing life with Zach, but I think Katie's the girl. After their one-on-one, Katie could just be sitting there and I'm very observant and observant and Zach would just be looking at her. Katie has a very calming presence and a sweet demeanor. Everyone loves her and I think they would be cute together. So a lot of the girls I think saw that Katie got some attention from Zach from the beginning. And now I think he's with Katie and going to have to spend the next couple of weeks answering questions about Gabby and maybe Gabby can get her justice. I feel like she could thrive on paradise. I know Charity's a bachelorette, so we can't have that. But that's sometimes why I wish they didn't announce the bachelorette until after, because it's like JoJo. You wanted to root for JoJo. I'm not saying you're rooting against Charity, but it was kind of a foolproof method to give the lead, next lead to the runner up because you watch them get heartbroken. Then you give them the, you got this, you're the next person to hand out roses right away. And the turnaround makes you feel happy for the couple and happy for the new lead versus now we're just going to like feel bad for Gabby. And I think she would have been an interesting bachelorette. So, and I said that as even about Ariel, to be quite honest. And yeah, that's, that's my lengthy fantasy suites rant recap. I hope you enjoyed it. And we will be back next week to wrap up Zach's season of bachelor. 